Welcome to Morse Code, an Inspector Morse podcast. I'm your host, Shukri, and today we enter Season 2, Episode 1, The Wolvercott Tongue. I like this episode. Not my favorite, but a good episode. And I think it's the beginning of a great season. Season 2 is a fun one. I looked at the episodes. I remember a lot of these episodes. I've actually started Episode 2 already, and it's just a great one when it comes to Morse's character. Season two, episode one, The Wolvercott Tongue, not as much a Morse character analysis, but a fun episode that goes into tourism. It goes into the ugly American. And I can, I get it because I could identify living in California. I live in Napa, which is a tourist hub. And you know, like Oxford, you get annoying tourists, right? But you also can, you know, you could see both sides to the story. I thought it was funny how the Americans were portrayed. There's probably a lot of truth in it. And so I discussed a little bit of that tourism as a theme. I also discussed Morris and Lewis growing as characters in this episode. I thought we had some growth there, uh, which I which I enjoyed. And one last theme that I discussed before we jump into the episode is this. And I, th- I thought this was a theme on the episode. You see the common man, the worker, kind of shown in the episode in numerous scenes and you can contrast that with the sort of the elitism of the tourists this exclusive group so I thought that was kind of an interesting choice by Colin Dexter who does seem to talk to enjoy talking about class in his in his um, television and in his books you know you when you think about masterpiece in general like in, in America we watch it as masterpiece mystery masterpiece mystery or theater really does emphasize the class element you know and that's that's kind of one of the big themes they focus on it's kind of it's well known and morris does that as well so it it fits in with that pattern so a lot of cool themes to talk about Uh, i really appreciate by the way the the feedback i've received and i mentioned that in the podcast so if you want to leave more feedback join join me at the morse code um, facebook page and also you can email me, the morse code 1983 at gmail.com, which which many of you have, and I appreciate it. Sorry if it took me a while to get to the emails. I'll definitely pay more attention to those emails in the future. I just didn't realize there would be such a reaction to this podcast. And so I really appreciate the the feedback and the community that we're we're building on on Morse Code. So thanks for listening to season two, episode one, The Wolfer Caught Tongue. I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you after the music. Welcome to Morse Code, an Inspector Morse podcast. I'm your host, Shukri, and I'm glad to be back. You know, this is going to be a podcast where I, I don't always do it every week or two weeks, maybe once a month, but I've noticed that the listeners are really passionate about this podcast, and so I'm here because I'm passionate about this show as well, and I also have a Morse Code Facebook page, so please, um, I plan on posting episodes, and in the future, you can either join the Facebook page or you can email me at the Morse code 1983 at gmail.com. So you could do either one. I would love to extend the conversation on the Facebook page, but whatever you're comfortable with. And if you don't want to do either one, that's cool too. So this is going to be uh, episode one of season two, the Wolvercott tongue. And it's definitely for me as an American, the ugly American episode. And that's because 
tourism is a big theme of this throughout. And I, I love that. I love that theme of tourism. But it's a little tough for me because, you know, I've been around Americans who have been this way when I've gone on vacation. So on trips abroad, you know, you're, you're, I think a lot of us have sort of been around that stereotype where, and it, by the way, it's no one close to me, but, you know, just random people who are being obnoxious. And I thought this episode really hammered home that point very well, probably because there was something true and authentic about it, right? And, and I'm sure there was. And I, I just liked it because it's something to reflect on. And I also live in Napa. I live in a tourist town. So be, having being someone who lives in a tourist town like, like Oxford, you know, I get it. It's a very different experience as probably people in Oxford feel, I love the tourism, but some people use your town and they forget about the actual people who live in the community. And, you know, when I, when I see that, I get it. I get any critique of the obnoxious tourists. They don't have to be American. They could be really from anywhere. And I, I just think that, you know, it's one of those talked about things. If you reside in a tourist hub, like I do, and like, like, like many people in England do as well. And I know a lot of British people are listening to this podcast. So that's, that's pretty cool uh, to, to experience this show with you. I also always, you know, as a teacher, I always tell my students, never act like the ugly American. If you travel overseas, be like uh, Rick Steves or Anthony Bourdain, you know, those are great examples of how to act. Don't act like the people on this Morse episode for sure. So, okay, enough of that. This story, a good one. Uh, it's clear, concise, easy to follow. So a big thumbs up for me when it comes to that. Now, let me go into the plot. The plot is pretty simple. You have a woman, Laura Poindexter. I had to look up her name because I really didn't even catch it uh, as I was watching it. Well, she, she's killed at the very beginning. And she was bringing over the Wolvercott tongue, which is a valuable treasure. And the goal was to give the Wolvercott tongue to a museum. So naturally, you know, her husband is the prime suspect. He disappears, makes him a bigger suspect. And then the man who is supposed to receive the jewelry from the lady who was killed, he dies as well, along with his mistress. So lots of things going on. I know Morse fans, you know the plot, you know the episode. So I'm not going to go into it too much. Uh, you've probably seen this episode a million times like me. The first death was not a murder. And then the next few were committed by a guy named Cedric Downs, who's basically, he had nothing, he, he just had nothing to do with the, the jewelry in the first place. Uh, he, he killed the, the final two people who die because of an affair. So that was that. And uh, not really convoluted, may have sounded convoluted when I said it, but it's not that convoluted. It's really straightforward, clear, easy to follow story. And I like that. That was a little different from season one where it was a little confusing at times. So I appreciated that. Now, okay, so I'm going to start with Simon Cowell on this uh, this podcast episode. He plays Dr. Kemp, and I'm happy he played him. The guy, he's memorable, uh, but I just have to ask, especially to the, the British listeners of this podcast, what do you think of him? Because... I don't know. Is he a national treasure? I see him on a lot of British shows. As as an American, I kind of find him annoying. I'm wondering if that's if that's there's something lost in translation going on here. If you know what I mean, uh, I, I ask because you know, to me, I like to suspend my disbelief. And of course, John Thaw allows me to do that. 
Uh, Kevin Waitley allows me to do that when I'm watching Morrison Lewis. But when I'm watching someone like Callow, I, I can't. Whenever he's on a show that I'm watching, it's like it's kind of like watching Dwayne Johnson, you know, The Rock. Uh, he's he's kind of like always playing this caricature of like a pro wrestler, whatever movie he's in. So I can't suspend my disbelief when The Rock is in a movie. That's the same thing with Simon Callow. Like he's sort of self-indulgent and it, it, it hurts the, the show sometimes. So that's how I view him, but I, I have no background knowledge. So I'd love to get your take on him. How, how, do, the, how do the British viewers and listeners of this podcast, how do they view him? What do you think of him? Now, I did enjoy his character. I should say that. So I don't want to just be like criticizing the guy, but I, I and I I just th- thought it was a little bit like you know like I said suspend your disbelief hard with him in shows sometimes I did enjoy his stroll in the museum with Morse. To me, it seemed like John Thaw was enjoying it as well, and it was one of those few scenes where the opposing actor actually seemed to dominate the scene with John Thaw, and I think I think Thaw was okay with that. Uh, I should I should add this, you know, I do think Callow as Theodore Kemp was a perfect fit in a lot of ways, uh, even if I struggle to take him seriously at times. Uh, but I, like I said, maybe that's my thing. Maybe I'm totally off there. But I do I do want to know your opinion because it's kind of a fascinating topic to me because sometimes there is a suspension of disbelief issue uh, if you don't understand the, the background of a character, I think. One more comment, by the way, before I move on with um, some other things on this podcast is uh, one comment about the ugly Americans before I forget. Has there ever been a more annoying Morris character than the Mrs. Roscoe character on this episode? I mean, she was a lot to deal with. I, I did. I just every time she was on, she just seemed so annoying and I just loved, there was one thing I have to give her credit for. I did love when she asked if the hotel carried, um, or if they knew the difference between a vegan or a vegetarian. I was a bit shocked by this because I didn't realize that Americans would complain about this in 1987. You know, I always associated that idea, vegan, vegetarian, that sort of thing. I always associated it with like a topic from the 2000s. So that was unexpected. But in a fun kind of eye-opening way. And so I, I appreciated that. It made me think. So now, what do you think of the scene at the very beginning of the show with Morris and Dr. I think his name was Dr. Swain. He's the uh, initial doctor at the hotel. We don't see him on the show other than this episode, I believe. And in some ways, you know, the scene did kind of fit a pattern, which I noticed through the show. Um, The pattern was basically showing the common worker, the average person sort of working, doing their daily tasks, doing their thing. You see it in this scene with the cleaning woman, uh, and you see it later with a bartender hovering over Morrison Lewis as they discuss the case in in the pub. It's really emphasized if you pay attention to it. It's an interesting contrast to the tourists, I thought. Um, you know, because the tourists are coming from this elite background, which is really emphasized in this episode. And they seem to be complaining quite often, you know, about the workers who they engage with. And they seem to enjoy complaining about the workers. And so it was kind of interesting to see that that contrast there. Um, also with Dr. Swain, I thought it was a little weird. A little peculiar because 
the cleaning woman, you know, she's she's washing the window and, and Morris is sort of berating this doctor. I don't know, maybe maybe he just wanted Max in that scene. I just wonder like why did the writers decide to not just have Max in that scene? Why did they decide to have this 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 new doctor who Morse would be berating? I, it just it was kind of confusing to me. I didn't really see the necessity of it, you know? It's not a criticism. I, I'm just really uh, as someone who enjoys writing and analyzing things, I just wonder why they decided to go with that, you know, from a from a writing standpoint. Because it would maybe maybe Max wasn't an available or something. I don't know. So Moving on, in terms of Morse's character on this episode, it's not going to be as as good as the next episode, which I which I'm already watching, where we get a lot of uh, analysis uh, uh, of the Morse character. This one didn't have as much, but we do get a lot of humor from Morse in this episode. Lewis Lewis offers Morse um, a drink. This is kind of a, a famous scene, and and he says, uh, you know, not on duty to Lewis, and Lewis sort of looks at him like, are you crazy? What do you mean not on duty? Like you're always having a drink, and, and in previous episodes, you're, you're you're sitting there as a viewer thinking, weren't you doing this drinking on the job like throughout season one? And so that's kind of a funny scene, which which I actually enjoyed. I also enjoyed the first scene with Morris where he uh, mentions only paying by check. It seemed like a nice way to establish that you know this guy is sort of stuck in his ways. You know what I mean? He doesn't pay at that time. He doesn't pay by card, uh, or I think it was credit card. So. That was kind of a fun thing to see as well. And um, I may have mentioned Sheila before, and I want to go into Sheila because she is not a love interest, and I'll, I'll go into that, but I really enjoyed Roberta Taylor, and she's the actress who played Sheila, who is the tour guide. She has a huge part in this in this episode. I thought she was amazing. She played vulnerable. She played miserable. She played burned out in such a realistic way. I really felt for her throughout the episode. And she was also battling alcoholism and this relationship with this, uh, you know, womanizer, Theodore Kemp. And, you know, I just found it very easy to empathize with her. She's also battling these annoying American tourists. And so just a great character. She She had great scenes throughout the show. I thought she really carried the show in so many ways. Just loved her part in this. Great actress. I need to check out more of what what she's done um, on on British television. So another thing, Morse didn't fall in love with her, right? And I wonder what you think of that. Why didn't Morse fall in love with her? Because she kind of seemed like the type of woman he would fall in love with. Is it because she was so obviously struggling with alcohol or because of the relationship with Kemp? I'm not sure. But I do say, you know, good for you, Morse, because as you know, I was pretty critical of him in the previous episode because, I mean, he wasn't focusing on the case at all. And so good job for focusing on the case, Morse. I like that about this episode. I appreciate it. Another pleasant surprise was Morse's relationship with Lewis. So I noticed on this episode, I wonder if you did as well, that Lewis as a character seemed much more competent and confident in this episode. He made important contributions to the case. And I'm guessing that the writers, this is just a guess. I'm guessing that they made a decision from season one to season two to have more of this positive development in Lewis's character. You know, as for the actual case itself, I liked Cedric Downs as the murderer. 
So again, this this does this is a difference between my perspective on season two and season one so far, at least. I I didn't really like the murderers in season one. Season two already, I do like the choice of Cedric Downs. I I also really like the scene with Mrs. Downs, and then the final scene with Cedric. It was all really believable to me. First off, the Mrs. Downs interview that was really good because it showed me the difference between Morse and Lewis at this stage. And we get more of this in season two, by the way. But Morse, he he immediately, if you if you watch this scene over again, he immediately picked up on Mrs. Downs knowing about Kemp's murder. You could see it in his face. But Lewis seemed to miss that. He seemed more interested in Mrs. Downs. And uh, like I said, if you go back and watch this scene, you know, Morse is very mindful of everything she says. And in many ways, he's sort of making up for the flaws that he had in season one. At least that's how I observed it. Again, I wonder how intentional this was because I do see a connection between, you know, in, in Morse and Lewis um, as detectives because, um, you know, I see, I see it, sorry, not a connection, but a correction between the two. Uh, Morse becomes more legitimate, becomes more focused. Lewis also matures. Even though in this scene, Lewis is a little bit distracted, I think that's just a sign of his immaturity. And Morse is, I mean, he's the star of the show. He's the main, he's a central protagonist. And so he's kind of like showing the higher level of uh, detective work here. So I like that about this this, this scene with, uh, with Mrs. Downs. Now back to Cedric Downs, the murderer. He had this quiet rage throughout the episode. He was also, I mean, I don't know if they were writing this, but at least I interpreted him as being very incompetent at his job. So there was something there where I really do buy him as a killer. You know, he had this sort of quiet anger throughout. So that was well done. Looking back, you could sort of see this clear story with Downs. And I thought that that episode, that that, that made the episode stronger because I just buy it. You know, someone who's incompetent at their job, who seems kind of angry is going to just snap. And it seemed realistic to me. I like that about this, this episode. And one more thing before, before I give my rating, I love this scene where Lewis explains, <laughs> this is just a personal thing. It's, it sounds like very random, but I just, I just love the, the scene where he uh, explains that he would rather um, work overtime and then hire a professional painter I thought this was, I think it goes with the development of Lewis's character first off, because you're, you're basically giving him con lines that connect, you know, it connects with the audience because I got to say, I can identify with that. I would work overtime any day rather than paint a house, do uh, big projects around the house. So to me, again, it makes the Lewis character a little bit more developed, right? You could connect with him. You could say, like he's like the every man, you know, he's or he 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 identifies with with the average Joe, with the average person. So I like that about Lewis. And uh, I've, I always like I, I love the Lewis character. He's I think I like him more than Morris, honestly. But that's because of all the, the Lewis episodes that I, I, I obsessively watch. So as far as the rating goes, I actually initially gave this a seven out of ten, but I bumped it up to a seven and a half out of ten as I was reflecting on the episode. And I think for me, it's because the 
American tourists were just too much. They were so annoying. I really didn't like them. They were just kind of cringy. And I felt like the background of the episode, it didn't feel like Oxford Morse or Oxford Lewis. Uh, by the way, I've watched a lot of Lewis lately. And so I have that nice, serene, beautiful Lewis background in my mind. And then when I watched this, it seemed more like touristy Oxford because the emphasis was on tourism as a theme. And I think that made that made sense for the episode. But for me as a viewer, it didn't make it as enjoyable to watch. So it wasn't my favorite episode, but I liked it. I gave it a seven and a half. And, you know, I, I, I liked I liked the episode. I thought it was a good one. And I, I wonder what you think. So if you want to give me your 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 rating, your your knowledge, your your opinion of this, please join the Facebook page. Go to uh, the Morse Code Facebook page. Or you can email me at themorsecode1983 at gmail.com. So please also leave a rating and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it's not going to be a weekly thing. I have another podcast, as I've said, the Class X podcast. And uh, I do a lot of work on that. And I have my teaching responsibilities. And I also just wrote a book, by the way. So if you're interested, um, check out my book. You can Google search my name or you can just Amazon search my name. Um, it's, a, it's a book about grief. So... If you're interested, it's kind of like a, it's a verse novel um, called Memories from a Life Once Lived. And uh, I don't know, maybe you'll like it. I, it's just, it's something I wrote about after uh, the death of my brother. And so it's kind of a serious book, but it's an authentic book to me. And uh, I think a lot of Morris listeners would like it because it, it's authentic. And I think uh, Morse is in a lot of ways. So thanks for listening to Morse Code. I really appreciate the feedback. I mean, amazing I think the Morse audience is so special and uh, I'm really happy to contribute this to the community. So thanks for listening to Morse Code. I'll see you next time.